Welcome to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. My name is Angela Mondor, also known as the Geeky Girl. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about some amazing things to help you get over overgiving. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. My name is Angela Mondor, also known as the Geeky Girl. <laughs> I want to talk to you about planning your year. And let's be honest, there's some simple things that you can do to plan for your year ahead. Planning your year, although can be daunting, I appreciate that a lot of people are um, stressed or worried about planning. I'm going to give you five simple tips that can help you plan your year. All right. Now, simple doesn't mean easy. Simple just means I'm going to give you the steps. Now, where you take this, where your brain goes I can't control, obviously, but I wanted to let you know that you have the ability to take control of that. Your actions are the only things you can control. And so making a plan is simply that, making a plan to take action. All right. So the first thing I think that's really important when you're planning your year, it doesn't matter which year it is. It doesn't even matter if you're planning your year halfway through a year, doesn't matter. The first thing to do is reflect. Now, your reflection is up to you how you want to handle it. I typically like to spend some time away from my computer, away from electronics. I like to be quiet somewhere and do my reflection. Sometimes I journal, sometimes I draw, sometimes I color, sometimes I use post-it notes. There's so many different ways to do it. And as a neurodivergent brain, I don't always like to do it the same way. So embrace that piece of you if that's where you're at. What is it that's going to help you to reflect today? And it could be sometimes I sit down to reflect and I go sit down to write and I go, oh, this doesn't feel right. I got to go do something else. So embrace that piece too. But the questions are simple. How did last year go? Okay. So that's your first question. How did it go? Now you could instantly go, oh, it sucked and it was awful and blah, blah, blah. That's fine. But that's not an answer that's not even close to what you need to be asking or looking for. Instead, I encourage you to look a little deeper. So when you think about last year, if you made plans for last year, then I really encourage you to say, here's the plans I made and here's what actually happened. Because that's just the truth of the matter. Here's what we wanted to do and here's what actually occurred. When we do that, it allows us to see whether or not our planning was on point for where we headed. Okay. Now, just because we didn't meet the plan doesn't mean we failed. That's really important to understand as well. It isn't about winning and failing, losing, like that's not what it's about. It's about understanding ourselves better. The better you understand yourself, the better you understand your business and how you work inside your business, the better your planning is going to be. The more you understand the resources that you have available to you that are within yourself and also within your team, the better your planning is going to be, okay? If you're new to this whole business thing, then your planning is going to suck. That's just the truth. You're not used to it. If you're a long time into this planning, if you're a long time into business but haven't done a lot of planning, same thing. It's going to suck. You're not used to it. So embrace that. Stop shooting all over yourself and just embrace where you're at today. I've been planning in my business for many, many, many years now. And I got to tell you, when I first started planning, I really sucked at it. Now, when I plan for my business, I'm closer. I'm certainly making um, some better choices in my planning. And how you plan matters. So for me, I plan in a way that 
I have to reach for. I'm not going to plan to say, oh, I'm going to do these things because I know I can accomplish them. I always want a bigger plan than that. If I don't meet those plans, if I don't meet those expectations of that plan, I'm okay with that because I know that I'm reaching further than I would have reached. If I just give myself a mediocre thing that I know I can hit, then I'm not going to grow as much personally. Now, for some people, that's overwhelming. It's not important for them. So I digress. Once you go through the details of what happened last year, and even if you didn't plan, you still had an idea of what you were hoping for. And so reflect on that. How did it go? Then you can ask yourself a few other questions like, what worked? So of all the things that you did last year, what were the things that worked really, really well? What did you like about what you did last year? What were the things that turned out great? What were the things that you did last year that you want to do more of this next year? And then the next ultimate question is what didn't? So of the things that you did last year, what things didn't work out really well? Or what things do you think, God, I never ever want to have to deal with that again. All right. There's so many different ways to look at the situation. And so I'm going to tell you a story about when I was working corporately, one of my last corporate jobs, I actually had to do payroll. So I was an office manager in this particular role and I had to do payroll. I hated doing payroll. There was nothing about payroll that I liked. I have to tell you, it took up way too much time. It exhausted me. It was stressful. And I remember after I had started my business and I had said to one of my uh, coaches, I, my business coach, I said, God, nobody, you couldn't pay me a million dollars a year to do somebody's payroll again. And she said, oh, hang on a second. I want you to just think about that statement a little bit. If someone paid you a million dollars a year to do payroll for their company, wouldn't it be worth your time to hire somebody for $60,000 to do it? And then you keep the rest of the million? <laughs> I want you to think about that in your business. If you have something that comes up and you're like, oh my God, I never want to do that again. Doesn't mean to say that your business won't do it again, but it means that you probably don't need to be doing it again. All right. So think about your, your business in terms of not you, your business is an entity outside of you. This is your business. This is not you. It's important to get through these things this way. All right. We need to remove some of these things off this. So once you've gone through and you've reflected, now it's time to look and reassess. So what did you like about last year. So we talked about what worked and what didn't, but what did you like about it? What were the things that you said, wow, this is amazing. I liked this. Or what was it that you did and you thought, I need more of this. And how am I going to put more of this into my business next year? And of course, what didn't you like? I mean, that's a, that's a no-brainer. It follows the suit, right? What didn't I like? When you think about what didn't you like, I want you to put it through that same measure that I gave you earlier. Just because you didn't like it doesn't mean to say it doesn't still need to be done, Right? There's things that I do in my business that I don't like and I have to do anyway. I'm the only one that can get them done. But the times when there's things I don't want to do and I know I can hire somebody else to do it, I am on the train to figure out how to make that happen. Okay. You can't always outsource everything right now, but certainly always having a list of things that are like, I need to outsource this next. I need to outsource this next. That's really important to be thinking about. Then you can take the things that you don't like and you can put them on that resource list and you can start to find new ways to outsource these things, okay? And then, then you can say, well, how do I want next year to go? So if you're going to be planning a whole year, so what is it that I want to accomplish next year? 
Now, some people will say pick a word of the year or pick a theme of the year. That's certainly one way to go about it, um, depending on how, again, how you operate. So one year, my word of the year was joy. I wanted to find more joy in my business throughout the year. And that was my way of keeping on track to where I wanted to head. It's always important that we're moving towards the targets that we're looking for, but we're also still trying to build a business that works for us, especially if you're a neurodivergent human being. We are so easily drawn in by all the things that we think we should be doing, and we have other people who are telling us we should be doing it this way or that way, and we then stomp ourselves down and we try to put our own lights out so that we can be like everybody else. But the truth of the matter is, is that our brains work differently, our dopamine works differently, there's a different way that we need to support ourselves through this journey. I would never want to work for somebody else ever again. That's just the truth. And I'm grateful that I've had people around me to support me to make sure that I get to have that reality in my life. But it doesn't mean to say that I'm not working hard for it myself. I know that I have personal growth to do and there's things that I need to do to make sure that I can get to those places as well. But it is important to support myself with other people around me who do that. So think about that in your in your take as to what you want to do next year too. Make sure that you have people to support you in this journey. What is it that you're trying to do? Do you have a specific goal that isn't financially based or a specific way that you want to head your business? Maybe you're like, oh my God, I did 14 telesummits last year, or I did, um, I was on 64 podcasts and I really hated being on those podcasts. Whatever it is, I want you to say, I did those things. I didn't enjoy them. Why didn't I? Now, it could be you loved being on the podcast, but you hated to have to write all the copy for them after. Maybe that's the case. So then you need to outsource the copy part because you liked being on the podcast. Or maybe you absolutely hated being on the podcast, but you absolutely loved writing the copy. Then maybe you need to blog more. There's lots of different ways that you can still do what you think and what you want to do inside your business, but maybe tweak it so that it works for your brain rather than trying to be something that you ultimately don't want to be that doesn't make you happy. Okay. And now it's time to make new choices. So the definition of sanity, as we know, means that you are, you know, doing the same things over and over again, but expecting different results. So if every year you say, I want to do this, but I want to be happy. I want to do this, but I want to find more joy. I want to do this, but I want to, the butt is what's killing you. Okay. So instead you say, I want to be happy and I'm not going to do these things anymore, but this thing makes me happy. So I'm going to do more of it. I want to have more joy in my life. And these are the things I'm going to remove to make sure that I have more room for these things. That's what's really important. When you start to make new choices, you're making choices based on the direction you want to head. You're making choices based on what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, what you want to grow. What is this thing that you're creating? Because as a business, we are creating an entity. There is something that is bigger than us. And as soon as you take it out of you, as soon as you stop thinking about it as being your baby or start thinking about it as your lifeline, it's not your lifeline. It's outside of you. This is an entity. Think about it just like somebody, you know, if you owned a McDonald's franchise, if somebody came back and said, oh, this was a terrible burger, would you think, oh, I suck because, you know, the burger was bad? Well, no, simply there was a process that was probably missed along the way and the burger didn't get made exactly the way it was supposed to be. No problem. We fix the process and we move on. 
the quicker we can come to that in your business, the more that you can actually start building this business the way that you will be supported the best. Okay. That's what I'm looking for for you. I want you to feel so supported in your business that even if things fall through, even things go sideways, you can still look at it and go, all right, no problem. Looks like there's something that needs to be addressed. Let's address it and move on. Not I suck. Because when you get to the point where you're saying, and I know this is true because it happened to me, it has happened to me. And I go, oh, I suck. Well, if I take it internally and if I put it on me, then all of a sudden now I become overwhelmed and now I'm procrastinating more and now things are going wrong and there's a snowball effect that happens. Instead, if it's, wow, something happened in the business, let's assess it and find out what's wrong, find out what needs to change, find out how we need to alter it so that we can try to avoid this again, we can move on. And now I'm not coming at it from that emotional place where I think I suck. All right. So making new choices is really important. What are the things that you're going to keep about your business? What are the things that are about your business that you love the most? And let's be honest, there's things that you're doing today inside your business that you might not like, and maybe you're doing them because you think you have to do them. Okay. Let's talk about scheduling. For example, maybe you think, oh, I have to have Monday to Friday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. open for my clients to book calls whenever they want to because I don't want them to feel like I'm not giving them my time because they're paying me. I'm going to call BS on that one. That's not true, okay? If you don't do well taking business calls in the morning, then don't open your calendar to it. If you don't do well taking business calls in the afternoon, then don't open it to taking business calls in the afternoon. See where I'm going here? What works for you? So look at that thing and see, what is it that I'm keeping about my business? And then what is it that you want to drop? Maybe there's pieces in your business. You're like, why am I still doing these things? Prime example of that, years and years ago, when I first started the business, I actually started doing what I did corporately. I actually opened this business to help small business owners with their computers. I would fix their computers, their printers, networking, that kind of thing. And then it came to a point when I started to help them with other things. And it became that I knew that fixing the computers wasn't what's bringing me joy. I, I much more enjoyed helping them and other sides of their businesses. Just because I can fix your computer doesn't mean to say I should. Okay. And just because I can fix a computer doesn't mean to say I should fix my own either. Wow. Okay. That was a massive brain bleed moment for me. Let me tell you, when I learned that I had the ability to take my own advice in that method and say, hey, just because I can doesn't mean to say I should. My time was way better served by doing something else. So now when I buy my hardware computer for my business, I make sure that I have the right support package picked so that if something goes wrong with my computer, it's not on me to make sure that it gets fixed properly. I call the professionals, they fix it, and I don't have to worry about it, and I can move on and do other things inside my business while that's getting fixed. Because before, just because I could, I did. And because of that, I wasted time and energy on things that weren't really things that I needed to be spending time on. All right? Now, nobody can be here creating this for you. I'm the only one that can do this for you. So obviously, this is a good value piece to my time. But the show notes that come with this, the upload time, the editing, that kind of thing, I don't have to be here for. And so those kinds of things I can outsource. So look at your business that way. What are the things that you love doing? What are the things that really fill you up? 
What are the best use of your time? And then of the things that you don't like doing or the things that need to get done, but you're really not excited about how and when can you start to outsource those things? That's what's really important here. So when you're making those new choices, you can think about that part of the future too, right? It doesn't have to be today. You're making a plan for the whole year at this point. Now, the next piece is enhancing your circle of brilliance, which is where I'm going with that last comment, okay? What are you good at? What is it that you are exponentially great at? What is it that you that brought you to bringing this business to, to fruition? If you are somebody who is um, a coach or a speaker or a writer or a service provider in, in any of those capacities in that way, you're probably not thrilled by having to do the accounting. If you're an accountant, you're probably not thrilled about having to write blog posts. Get where I'm going? What is your circle of brilliance? What is it that you're really good at? Those are the core pieces that you need to hone into. Now, these things ebb and flow. And here's the hardest part about being a neurodivergent human being. We think that we're good at everything and we can be good at everything because we just need to take the time and resource time and resources and go research it. And we'll just find out how to be the best at it. And yes, we can. Yes, you can. But is that the best use of your time? Probably not. Not if you don't have an an abundance of time, especially a lot of us who are running businesses, we don't just have our businesses. We've got families. Maybe we have kids. Maybe we have parents that we need to look after. There's all kinds of different things, factors inside our lives as to where we need to be spending all of our time. Now, if you don't have the desire to spend 24 hours a day in your business, and I hope that's you, I really don't want you to be part of the hustle culture. Let's be honest. Finding out what you're really good at what you are in inherently good at is your circle of brilliance. And when you figure out what that circle of brilliance is, you can spend more time in it. When you're in your circle of brilliance, you will actually generate more time and money inside your business. The more money you generate, the more you can actually outsource other things because you got time and money. Those are the two things you can use in your business. And when you don't have a lot of money, but you got a lot of time, we do more in the business, but as you gain more income in the business, now you have more income to spend and you can spend less time. Get me? Okay. So now you can start thinking about what to outsource. Remember that list I told you about before that outsourcing list. Here's something that's really important. If you've never outsourced before, or if you've outsourced before, it totally flopped and you're thinking about trying again, whatever the case may be, if you don't have a team yet, I want you to understand something really, really important. You do not need to outsource a full-time job. Okay. The first thing I ever outsourced was accounting and it was a once a year accounting thing. Once a year, they did my taxes. That was it. Full stop. End of story. Okay. That's not a full-time gig. And when I outsourced the next thing, it was somebody to help me write my blog posts. And it was just like a couple hours a, a, a week. So you do not need to outsource a full-time job and you don't need to outsource everything all at one time. But I do encourage you, once you've found somebody who's really great and who's doing some work for you, then I encourage you to talk to them first before outsourcing to another human being. You've already built a relationship with this person. You're already working with them. Maybe they are interested in taking on more work. Always go to your team first before reaching out to find a new team member. Okay? That's, not, that's sort of a hidden little piece that I'll be dropping for you. But think about what it is you need to outsource and make a plan for it. It's part of our yearly planning. Okay? 
when do we want to outsource this? Maybe you need to outsource one or two things this year. Well, where are they? What are those resources that you need to outsource? And when do you want to do that? Maybe you have a big launch coming at some point this year and you're like, I really need somebody to help me with the launch. You can hire somebody for short term. You can say, I just need a term position. I get get hired a lot helping people with setting up their clickups and it's a term position. We just work for a certain period of time and then off they go. It's not a lifelong position with that company, okay? So you can you can hire somebody for a long period of time with a little bit of hours. You can hire somebody for a lot of hours for a short period of time. There is no rules here, okay? So think about staying in your brilliance, finding people who can support you to stay inside your brilliance and outsource to those people. Now we can actually get to the planning, okay? So this is the fifth step. So we've reflected on the year. We've reassessed what happened last year. We are making some new choices, staying and enhancing our own circle of brilliance. And now we can actually create the plan. What are you launching and when? What is it that you are going to sell this year? How are you generating income? Where's the money coming from? That's really important. A business doesn't exist without cash. Yes, when we first start, it's all time and less money. But at the end of the day, the whole job, the whole point of having this business is that we are trying to generate an income. So you need to know how you're going to generate that income. Now, just because you choose today, this is what I'm going to launch and this is what I'm going to launch, doesn't mean to say that that is set in stone for the year. It is simply not. We are making some choices that we think will be the right choices throughout the year. Really important to understand. Okay. So write a list. What is it that you're going to be launching? When are you going to launch it? And then you've got time and resource management to worry about. When are you going to do that? And how much energy is it going to take to do that? So if I launch something in February, how much time is it going to take for me to be able to do the work for that pre-launch and the launch time? Do I have enough time or do I need to push that to March? Always understand the amount of time and energy that it's going to take you to do anything. So if you're looking at maybe creating a new program, maybe you've got a new coaching program that you're putting together and you're thinking, oh, we're going to meet this many times and we're going to do this things and I'm going to do that. And there's going to be these calls and there's going to be this stuff and there's going to be these resources. I want you to think about how much time and effort that's going to take for you, the coach, to put it together. Now you can start to look at it from a time and resource perspective and say, am I charging enough? Do I have enough time to take on enough clients? So if I charge this much money, can I take on this many people in order to make the income goal I want? Or do I have to charge more or take on more people? Like, where does that look? Okay. And remember, you can only control your own actions, right? You can plan. You can make assumptions based on what you think you want to happen. But what's really important is that you can only control the actions you take. And when you do that and you plan and you take those actions, now you can look at your actions and say, were those the right actions? Were those the things that actually helped me move towards my goal or not? And you can make some adjustments. Here's what's really important when it comes to creating a plan. I'm going to tell you that the Rockstar Planner is done in quarters this year. Super exciting that we're done in quarters. You see, I need to change that picture up there. But we've done four books this year, so each one's its own quarter. And what's really important about that, we used to do this actually in a full one-year book. And I'll tell you what the difference is. So we used to do it in this big, huge book here as one year. And what I found was is that people weren't actually going back and reviewing like they need to. Because when we create our yearly plan, 
we also need to go through the quarterly plan, right? And then we have to go through each month and look at our quarter to make our monthly plan. And then we need to review the quarters. If you make a plan today and then you write it on a piece of paper or you sort it out somewhere and you stick it in a drawer, that plan is okay. I mean, it's better than not making any plan at all. But what's really important is checking in, going back in and checking in on those plans regularly. If every single week your non-negotiables come from your monthly plan, which comes from your quarterly plan, which comes from your yearly plan, you're more likely to actually accomplish what you've set out to accomplish, right? Rather than writing on a piece of paper and just hoping. So if you are interested in getting to be part of the Rockstar Roadmap program, then you might want to leave me a message down below, or you can email us at clientcare@geekygirl.ca. You can also check us out at rockstarplanner.com. This is definitely a way that will help you to make sure that your plan comes to fruition. All right. I've talked enough. I hope you have a fantastic day. I look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. Your support means the world to me. You can find show notes for this episode and other goodies at overgiversanonymous.ca. And if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoyed the podcast in general, why not join us in the Overgivers Anonymous Facebook group where you can connect with overgivers from all over the world. Head on over to geekygirl.ca slash group. 